This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WrestleNomics Radio. I'm Brandon Thurston, broadcasting on demand from Buffalo, New York, and live from Buffalo, New York, on YouTube this morning, where today is Sunday, September, no, it's October the 10th, 2021. It is 9, 16 a.m. Eastern Time. Is it Eastern Standard Time? Eastern Daylight Time? I'm not sure. I think we're about to fall back, though. But today on the program, we will discuss SmackDown and Rampage going head-to-head for at least 30 minutes next week, Friday, this coming week, as SmackDown will be supersized on Fox Sports 1 going against from 10 to 10.30, AEW Rampage on TNT. The first time that a main roster WWE program will go head-to-head on national TV with an AEW program. Additionally, MLW had its special fight land on Vice. More on MLW's reported almost deal with Fox's streaming service, Tubi. More on how WWE and AEW are doing at the UBS Arena in Long Island. Those ticket sales for those events coming up later this year. And Variety had an article on WWE and AEW. We will talk about that, but first. And, yeah, welcome everybody. I am Chris Gello, here for WrestleNomics Radio. Of course, joined alongside Brandon Thurston. It has been a very busy week in the business of professional wrestling. And it looks like it's only going to get busier. Why do you say that? Well, uh, as as you said in our little intro, we have the Friday night half hour war that will be happening. The 30 minute war. The 30 minute war. There probably was like some war in the 1600s. That was probably 30 minutes. The 30 minute war. Yes. I want to congratulate you, Chris Gullo, for hitting your cue basically last week. I finally did it. But this week was pretty good. This week was 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 pretty much right on the beat. Excellent. Um, it's yeah, a beautiful Sunday morning here. Yeah, got my coffee. Uh, we have, we have a show today, uh, an actual wrestling show. So it's yeah, very I have busy to wrestle for us. I have to wrestle today. <laughs> yes, people may be watching me live. I'm going to be doing wrestling things, bumping probably, and wrestling and grappling later today. At Buffalo Riverworks, I understand we're in the we're in the main we're in the main section of the venue today. You have already been there. You were there last night helping set up. Is that correct? Yep, uh, in good. this similar area where they've had wrestling for the Every Time I Die shows, Ring of Honor, NXT, and that main mm-hmm. area there. So, main event. This is Empire State Wrestling. Daniel Garcia versus Davey Richards. Plug. You can watch it live on IWTV uh, if you can't be there. Live in attendance. Uh, <clears throat> that is that is live, not uh, not not on demand. I mean, I think it'll be on demand, right? But but you can watch it, yeah. stream it live uh, on independentwrestling.tv. I'm wrestling Spencer uh, Slade. Um, what else is on the show? Um, also on the show, we actually have a couple big tag team matchups. We have the main event uh, tag team out of the Pittsburgh area. Uh, they've been been all around the Northeast. Uh, they're going to be going against the High Seas. Uh, 
Captain Nick Ando and Cloudy. We also have Two Infinity and Beyond. Goals already uh, do a promo. He's just running out of card here. Uh, Cheech and Colin Delaney, they're going to be going against MSP, uh, Main Street Posse, which is one of the uh, indie darling tag teams of at least the Northeast area. Uh, we also have uh, Vince Valor versus Mike Skyros in a Buffalo Tables match. So, yes, folks, not your traditional wrestling table. A Buffalo but, Tables match? But the white plastic tables that you see all over the internet when Bills fans... I see. Jump in there. because, <laughs> yes. and can so are people gonna so this is before the Bills game because yes we're not gonna run a show head to head with the Bills. I mean W and A W is one thing, but ESW and the, and the Buffalo Bills absolutely not. Bills game is on in the evening. It's the eight o'clock Sunday night game, correct? Chiefs Bills. Yes. So the the show's gonna end with plenty of time for you to you know either go home and get ready for the game go to your plans or or stay at buffalo riverworks and uh enjoy the game so uh it's there's a it gives you a a, a pumped up uh sunday uh show. Are, are people like, going are people going to stay at riverworks and cuz it's like a whole bar and restaurant yeah. thing are people going to stay at riverworks and watch the game there is that like available is that the intent absolutely that is the intent there's a lot of tel- TVs there for that and uh i've seen some uh pictures from their builds games before and it gets gets pretty packed and uh pretty uh looks pretty cool okay outstanding i've got to get ready after we're done here yeah and make sure i have so everything that, so that's at 3 p.m for you non-local people independent wrestling uh tv uh yeah uh ch- check it out i'll be the your ring announcer for the evening so or for the afternoon I should say. yes so what's been happening in the world of uh independent wrestling not independent wrestling wrestling business uh, we'll, we'll get right into it. We already kind of alluded to it, Brandon, but, uh, the announcement from WWE that next week they're going to have a simulcast for SmackDown. Uh, simulcast? I, and I mean, the, the wording I got was that it, it looks like it's 8 to 10.30 on FS1 and then 8 to 10 on Fox. Or do you think it's just 10 to 10.30 on FS1? It's, pr- so there's going to be MLB playoffs on Fox. This is okay. why it's on. This is why it's on FS1. Oh, so it's just um, on FS1. Okay, correct. So that's my fault. Correct. Um, this, so, I thought it would be a simulcast. Yeah. No. So this happens every year since SmackDown has been on Fox. I expect it's going to happen every year. In fact, so it'll be preempted uh, this week, and then in a couple of weeks from now, it'll also be preempted. Instead of being on Fox, it will be on FS1. So it's just now occurring to me. I hadn't even thought about this that. This, this will not, I wonder if they will do a, we'll really, we'll really find out how, how deeply they want to, they want to turn the knife here. If they want it, if they do this again, uh, when SmackDown is on FS1 in a couple weeks, because so there's, I think ALDS game on Fox this Friday night. And then there'll be a World Series game in a couple of weeks on Fox on a Friday night. Um, so, and so yes, SmackDown will be on FS1. Um, They've announced that SmackDown will be supersized. Not sure if there's a McDonald's tie in here, but SmackDown will be supersized and we'll go an extra 30 minutes, meaning it will end at 1030, not 10, meaning it will run head to head with the first half of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Tony Khan tweeting. What did he say? Uh, Tony Khan, this was his comments. I saw you're doing a half an hour head to head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head to head. It's been a long time coming. See you next Friday for AW Rampage on AW on TNT. Yes. 
I brought this up to someone in AEW. The you know, they, they announced this apparently during SmackDown. I'm not sure, but it was it, obviously it was on social media by 9:52 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time on Friday night. Uh, this video was that we're showing the screenshot of from the tweet. Uh, I, I brought this up to somebody at AEW. Had no idea. Uh, and then this tweet came out shortly after it. Um, brought this up to somebody at WWE. They had no idea. Uh, so I don't know how recently this decision was made, but this is happening. Uh, why is it happening? Um, because on, when, when SmackDown has been on FS1 in the past, what have the ratings been like? Well, the ratings, uh, have, are, are cut in half, even, even less than half. Uh, on, so we got three occasions so far in history of SmackDown that is usually on Fox beyond FS1. And what's it done in the past? 888,000 viewers, 885,000 viewers, just barely over 1 million viewers most recently. There was a, a Pac-12 college football championship game that it was preempted for uh, in December of last year. So I guess, I guess this is the first time that SmackDown is going to be preempted for two baseball games rather than just one. But anyway, it was preempted twice last year, going to be preempted twice this year. But I think more importantly, yes, we need to look at the demo. What was the demo rating? Can, can you can you see these, this? Can you read to me, Chris Gullo? What are these three demo ratings that SmackDown has done on FS1? Uh, yeah, um, for the uh, 18 to 49, uh, 0. 0.27, 0. 0.25, and 0. 0.30. Okay. And read to me, let's say, what the last three demo ratings have been for Rampage. Uh, 0. 0.28, 0. 0.29, and 0. 0.25. Those are pretty similar numbers, aren't they? Very similar, yeah. So, uh, it would seem to be that uh, SmackDown shall not be finishing below Rampage on the Showbuzz Daily Top 150. Uh, and if we we pull up the where has where has Rampage been ranking? We'll talk about what what we learned about Rampage and SmackDown uh, most recently in terms of their ratings. But if we look at this, uh, look at the WrestleNomics spreadsheet, which you can get access to at Patreon.com/slash WrestleNomics. Uh, the ranking for Rampage, let's see, last week was number three. The week before that, they were number one, number two. So I think it's a real question about what's going to be ranking number one, number two on the day among cable originals or among cable programming generally. Um, there's a real chance, uh, if, if W doesn't do this, that Rampage could finish above SmackDown on the cable ranking. Um, Yes. So also too, and and I don't know if WWE even thought about this and all that. And I know this is just my theory of live to taped, but this is a live rampage because they're doing the tapings in Miami, Florida with Dynamite the next day as well. Mm -hmm. Um Saturday night. I think it's gonna be live yeah, Saturday night. So like this I mean, I would have done this against uh one of their tape versions where the results are out on the internet and all that. I mean, it, in AEW, you're in a great position to go, okay, that first Have half Have out there re re reading off the spoilers. <laughs> yes. yeah, that, yeah, we've we've got uh, Daniel Garcia versus CM Punk. That'll put some butts in seats. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is, is, like, I can, I mean, Tony Khan's going to gonna probably start Rampage pretty hot. We don't know what's going to start off yet, but I'm sure it's going to be what he would think would be the highest rated segment on that show anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pull up what, what exactly the preemption schedule is because we have, um, because of hockey starting on TNT, uh, there's going to be a couple of preemptions of dynamite to Saturday, 
Uh, and that is demonstrated on this slide here, which we will show to you now. Uh, and I think everybody can see that, right? So this is, this is the schedule, right? So Friday, that's, that's this coming week. SmackDown is preempted for an ALCS game, not an ALDS game. Uh, and then it will be preempted again on October 29th to FS1. Um, and then here, here we have the, uh, the, the, the Miami taping on Saturday, the 16th, which is, if I look at a calendar, that is, uh, this, this next Saturday. So they're going to do a, they're going to do dynamite this coming Wednesday. Correct. Uh, check on that. Yeah, they're going to do dynamite this coming Wednesday. And then on, that's the 13th. And then on the 16th. So there's going to be a dynamite, a day off on Thursday, a rampage, and then another dynamite. I believe so. Um, and then the following week will also be a Saturday dynamite, probably with no Wednesday dynamite. I don't, I don't, is there, a, is there a dynamite this week? So there is no October 13th dynamite. There, no, it, it, it's airing on October 16th. So this is the okay. debut of the NHL on TNT. Okay. So there is no dynamite on Wednesday this week. That, that is important no. to know. Okay. Um, so that's the schedule. We've got no Wednesday dynamite and the next two dynamites are going to be on Saturday. Um, yeah. So more on that in a moment. Uh, there's that. So that's what I've also heard. If we go back here that I haven't seen this for myself, but multiple people say they saw this advertised on Fox during the college football game. That was on Fox last night that Fox was advertising that SmackDown will be on FS1 next week. But not only that, not only will it be on FS1, not only will it be an extra half hour, but those last 30 minutes commercial free. Why, why only the last 30 minutes, WWE? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus. It's supersized. It's, they're rewarding their fans who just can't get enough of their compelling content. That's what people have been knocking down the doors for. They've been saying, WWE, I love the content you put out. I love the two-hour SmackDown, the three-hour Raw, the epic pay-per-views that you do sometimes. But I just – it's 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 great. It's a lot. I want a little bit more, though. That's, I think that's that's what this is all about. It's about putting more smiles on more faces at the end of the day. <laughs> um, so, in addition to that, this is part two of this act, of this uh, this this drama. Um, there were some extra fast ratings that came out uh, yesterday uh, called Fast Nationals. So let's let's have a review here real quick about the kinds of ratings that you hear talked about. Um, Normally, the kinds of ratings that we talk about and that we're, we're going to talk about for the most part in the Gullo report, the kinds of ratings that I'm reporting, the kinds of ratings that Showbiz Daily is putting out, um, those are what we call final ratings. Those are the final answer to the ratings. I mean, the, occasionally, rarely, there are adjustments or uh, corrections made. But those are the final ratings this is Nielsen aggregating all the data that happened. Even even if you know you got a program that was in, um, it had an East Coast telecast and a West Coast telecast. It aggregates that together. On the occasions that SmackDown is is preempted in select markets and replayed later, Nielsen's aggregating all that together. These are the final answer essentially from Nielsen. Again, this is stuff that that you see me reporting. This is the stuff that you see Shubba's daily reporting. But then there are what we'll call preliminary ratings. And there's two different kinds. What we see, what I deal with most often are the fast affiliates because we get that for SmackDown. Fast affiliates, that happens every single week. It's always there the next morning around 10 or 11. 
that stuff comes out. Um, the fast affiliates are only for broadcast TV, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and CW, things that you can pick up over the air with an antenna. Uh, these end up on showbiz. They used to end up on showbiz daily, but since showbiz daily came back to life, they have, they have given up on fast affiliates, but this, these, this information for this fast affiliate information still comes out, uh, on showbiz, not showbiz daily on spoiler TV and on TV series finale. Uh, those are the two sites that I'm aware of that, that report this stuff regularly. Um, so we get on Saturday morning, I get the, I find the fast affiliate on spoiler TV or TV series finale. And we get an idea of what the, what the rating is going to be. I do a calculation because it's usually like five to 6% off of the final, uh, in, in SmackDown's case for whatever reason. Um, the fast affiliates are really just telling you what the viewership was in that window. So if SmackDown was preempted in a, in one or two markets or several markets, as we saw when there was NFL preseason on Friday nights in a lot of markets, instead of SmackDown, we saw huge ratings leading to much controversy and arguments on Twitter about people downplaying Dave Meltzer and I supposedly downplaying the, the rating for SmackDown when, you know, we were advising caution that this was just giving you a measurement of what the window from eight to 10 was on Fox. Anyway, that's a fast affiliate. That's normal. That happens every day for all the broadcast programming that happens. Fast nationals though is something quite different. We don't get fast affiliates for cable because they're not on affiliates, right? They're on cable systems that are broadcast nationwide. But if you have, if you're an, a Nielsen customer, you can make a special request to, uh, to Nielsen to give you the rating for such and such program because you want it fast. So you don't want to wait for the afternoon ratings. This is especially, uh, convenient, I guess, when you've got a Friday night program or a Saturday night program or a Sunday night program, because those ratings don't come out the very next day. Um, the Friday rating comes out on Monday and the weekend ratings, I think come out on Tuesday. Um, so if you want the rating fast, and like I said, I, I, I imagine this happens for the Super Bowl every year because the Super Bowl is a really, really big deal, right? But anyway, what has happened in the last couple of weeks is fast national data has reached certain reporters who have reported it. Um, we won't speculate here on where that fast national data might be originating from. But fast, but some, but basically some Nielsen customer or customers have ordered the fast national data for AEW Rampage, perhaps SmackDown as well. Certainly somebody did for SmackDown, uh, Friday night, this, this, this past Friday, because we got that data too, which we'll show you in a moment. Uh, so that's happened. That's, this is not cheap. This costs like a couple thousand dollars per program, I believe, when you make this request to Nielsen. Um, so it's not something that just anybody uh, with, uh, with a dollar in their pocket can do. Uh, and Nielsen subscriptions are very expensive and only really businesses afford them. So yesterday, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. was the first to report, uh, that Smack, he's got the, the fast nationals for SmackDown, uh, coming in at just over 2 million, 2.03 million, let's say, uh, which would, which will be down, which would, I believe, be the lowest since late July. And he's got uh, a, uh, as my mouse has failed to work here, and he's got a, uh, an 18 to 49 as well of 596,000. So what would that be in terms of a demo rating? If we divide that by 1305, we get 
a 0.46 demo rating. That would be for SmackDown. So that's, that's probably the lowest in several weeks without looking it up. Um, he's got an 18 to 34 number there too. Uh, mentioning that, uh, SmackDown was number one. Probably, I mean, I guess I'm guessing that means overall on TV. Again, we'll find out what the final ratings are on Monday. Final, final ratings, even despite, uh, Columbus Day slash, uh, National Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, the ratings will come out on Monday. There's no holiday delay this, this, this time for this holiday. Uh, so there's SmackDown. And then Raj reports, uh, AW Rampage numbers as well. Uh, 466,000. Why don't you tell us what these numbers are, Gullo, for Rampage? Yeah, sure. Uh, 466,000. That's, uh, you know, uh, down 25% from last week. In 18 to 49, they did a 196,000, which was, uh, he has his down 41%. So, um, if you calculate that here, I know you have the rest of the calculator handy. Oh, you're going to calculate? Uh, I, I want to see you do this math. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> All right. Hold on one second. All right. So, do, 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 divided by. Div- do, what are you dividing it by? Well, um, yeah, that is right. That probably not accurate anyway. So yeah, okay. why don't you do the calculator, okay. the, the math? So, so we yeah. do, so we, so we want to know what the demo rating is for 1849. So what we do yes. is we take, we take the audience, which is 196,000. We're not going to yeah. type the, type the zeros in here and we're going to divide it by 1305. And what we get okay. is a 0.15 demo rating, 0.15 demo rating, total audience again, 466,000. Now this, this, this information came out last week. Uh, reported first by Sean Rossap. I think Sean Rossap had the, had the, had the information as well this week, but Raj had it first. Um, so let's, so 0.15 demo, 466,000 total. How does that compare to recent weeks of, of Rampage? This would be the lowest by far. Um, I bring up what happened last week because, uh, the overnights, I'm sorry, not, the, I, I hesitate to use this word overnights because overnights is used to describe many things. Um, these fast nationals were like four and five percent lower than the final. So maybe this will be up somewhat, but even if it's up by four or five percent or even a little bit more than that, this is going to be the lowest rampage uh, of the nine episodes of rampage that I've aired so far. So not a good rating for rampage. Yes, there was, there were baseball games on. There was, uh, the Red Sox and the Rays were on in, in the, in the prime time slot. And then there was, um, I believe the Dodgers and the Giants in the West Coast slot. Uh, maybe that had an effect. I mean, it didn't, didn't affect SmackDown that badly. SmackDown looks to be, to be having one of its lowest numbers in, uh, in several weeks, but not impacted in the way that Rampage was, or maybe just people didn't have as much interest in watching Rampage for whatever reason this week. But anyway, so there's that, um, okay rating for SmackDown, obviously not as good as usual. Took an, took a hit from the baseball game, I suppose. Rampage though. That's pretty low. Um, in fact, I, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, interested to look up if I can look it up quickly. How does that compare to the Friday dynamites in the preemptions, uh, over the spring? Um, because I do have a spreadsheet that will tell me that as I, uh, we're really testing the stream here again. Uh, and I'm, I'm bringing up a, a pretty heavy spreadsheet. Um, I know as far as the P2 plus we talked about it last week, I think the lowest was 569. It didn't fall under 500, did it? We're about to see here. So it averaged it from at the lowest, it did 495 total. At the okay. highest, it did 618 total. 
at the lowest in the demo. Let's, let's, if I could quickly, this is before August. So the, the denominator is 1290. Oh dear. The denominator is 12. Come on now. The den I'm doing live Excel right on the air here. The denominator is 1294. Um, why does that not make sense? Uh, oh, I see. Divided by 1000 divided by 1294. So let's see here if I drag this down and we, this will show up in a second because this is a really big spreadsheet, but we have the demo ratings for all the Friday diamonds. 0 0.22, 0 0.19, 0 0.21, 0 0.23. So at the worst, it did a 0.19. At the best, it did a 0.23. This is a 0.15 Friday night. Again, if it's a few percent higher, it's still lower than any Friday Dynamite, than any Rampage up to this point. And by the way, when I say we're talking about Friday Dynamites here, we're talking about the first hour only. Okay, so the same time slot that Rampage is in. I'm not looking at the entire two-hour Friday Dynamite. I'm looking at just the 10 to 11 hour. Um, I should have mentioned that first, but that, that's that's that. Point is, I think the takeaway you have here, this is an exceptionally low number for AEW from 10 to 11. Was it the baseball game? Was it not? Who knows? We don't know what the baseball games did. Don't have any data for that. We will on Monday. So we'll see just how big those audiences were. But we do have a uh, quarter hour breakdowns too, based on the uh, fast national data. We do. Uh, that you have here um, where it, I mean, the opening segment was the highest, which was the, uh, the split screen promo between punk and Garcia and the uh, opening of that match. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I got the quarter hour data based on this fast national data. Maybe I'll get the final data on the quarter hours as well. And again, maybe this will be a few percent higher, but uh, this followed the, the normal pattern of that the quarter hours usually follow where the quarter one is the highest by a fair margin. And then it slightly declines as, as the hour goes on. So this followed that, that same pattern, opening at 521,000 viewers uh, total and opening at 227 in the demo. What's 227? If we look, if we think about that as a demo rating, that's a 0.17. So that's still lower than, than Dynamite has really ever done in this slot. Uh, even if we take the high quarter, again, I think that the lowest hour one of a Friday Dynamite is 0.19, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, yep. so again, the, the, the first quarter with Punk and Garcia, uh, is the high point and then it, Slightly declines from there. Uh, so just opening at a weaker point. Same trend as usual. Very similar trend, but just weaker opening point. Maybe people are already watching baseball. Maybe the lead-in wasn't good. Maybe people are just not that interested in, in watching AEW, but that's what happened. And uh, maybe we'll have some more information to uh, to analyze this with later. Unfortunately, the show is daily. We only get originals, so we're not going to know what the what the movie uh, at you know at 9 did or, or 8 but yeah. So, uh, why, why would WWE, uh, take this, uh, this approach and, and, uh, run, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, right? That they're, that they're running head to head with, uh, with dynamite next week. Curious to see if that happens, uh, when, when FS1 is on, uh, or when SmackDown is on Friday on, I believe it's the 29th. Um, is it the 29th? Is that correct? Yes. The 29th. So let's, uh, Let's reflect on what WWE has said publicly about AEW, the extent to which they are competition. As we know, WWE is not um, a wrestling company. This podcast is 
by the way, not a wrestling podcast. This is a media podcast. Uh, but this is, uh, comments that, that WCEO chairman, class B shareholder, head of creative, Vince McMahon made on July 29th, 2021. Uh, and. Right. And then, um, I guess one for, for Vince, um, AEW seems to be making, um, you know, some significant investments in their roster and has gained in viewership, especially in the demo. I was wondering how you currently view them as a competitor and um, do, do you feel you need to counter their investment um, with investment, additional investment in your own roster since you could eventually be competing for media rights? Or could it be a situation um, like we saw back in the day um, where uh, rising tides lift all boats? Well, it's certainly not a situation where rising tide because uh, that was when Ted Turner was coming after us and with all of the Time Warner's assets as well. That was a different situation. Um, AW is, is where they are. I don't really know what their plans are. I know what our plans are. I don't consider them a, a competition in the, uh, in the way that I would consider WCW back in the day. Not anywhere near close to that. Uh, and uh, I'm not so sure what their investments are as far as their talent is concerned, but um, perhaps we can give them some more. Brendan, I, I can add one thing to that, if that's okay. This is Nick speaking. Sure. I think the way we always look at these situations, you, you know, we're it's sort of like a horse race where the horse has blinders on. We're looking straight ahead at, at our lane and making sure that we stay in the front of the pack. At the same time, everything is our competition. So someone had a line a couple weeks ago that we all chuckled about and agreed with, sleep is our competition, right? If it was up to us, people could be up 24 hours a day watching content from different content providers, hopefully including ours. So we, we don't look at any organization uh, particularly as competition, yet we see everything uh, as competitive with what we're trying to do in terms of eyeballs. So there's that. That's from, that's an interaction between stock analyst Brandon Ross, Vince McMahon, and then W President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan chiming in there too. Um, Lou in the chat has a question before we go to the, to the next slide here, uh, asking how will it work for West Coast viewers this Friday, FS1 live versus TNT three hour delay? Um, I, I've looked in my guide at least. And not only is, um, SmackDown running to 1030 Eastern, but what, ha what happens, uh, at 1030 is an immediate replay of SmackDown at 1030 on FS1. So I, I don't know if there's two feeds for FS1. I don't know what the deal is there, but, um, but, uh, FS1 will be playing SmackDown again at 1030. So really there's going to be SmackDown going against, we won't get a rating for the replay and in, in all likelihood, but, um, in, in, in essence, uh, SmackDown's gonna be going against the entirety of, of Rampage because, you know, a replay, you could say, is gonna be going against Rampage also. So, there's that. Um, do you, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, very, very excited to see what comments we hear, uh, on the, uh, conference call on November 4th for the Q3 when that AEW is brought up. Yeah. Cause the things have changed quite a bit. Well, since that Q2. I would speculate that, um, WWE strategy, is to, um, is to downplay, publicly downplay the extent to which 
AEW is, is competition or that they're concerned with it, which makes some sense, right? Um, but I, but you look at their actions and, uh, it's, it's, it's something, it's something different. Um, I think the fact that Dynamite edged out Raw in the demo on, on, in two weeks in September, uh, granted, yes, yes, uh, that one of those weeks was when Raw was going against Monday Night Football. The other week, uh, Raw was going against, I think, a college football game. So, yeah, different competition. I know, I know, different competition. But uh, I wonder if business partners and or investors are starting to ask more questions about AEW and uh, WWE doesn't want there to be a story that somebody can say to say, hey, look, uh, when, when SmackDown was on FS1, Rampage beat it. Uh, they're making sure that that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so there's that. I, w- I should also add, I think, I would expect that these fast national ratings continue to come out uh, in the weeks to come throughout October. Uh, not, o- not only for the programming on Friday, but maybe for uh, the-, the Saturday Dynamites too. Um, especially if if the fast national data can be read in such a way that it looks favorable for WWE and or unfavorable for AEW. Um, I wanted to, to mention too, do you remember on the one Saturday Dynamite, um, you know, when they were, when Dynamite was preempted for like four straight weeks uh, in late May to June, and there was a Saturday Dynamite. Do you remember what was on FS1 running head to head with, with Dynamite on that Saturday night at eight? Oh, uh, didn't, was that the, was that like the WrestleMania recap type thing? Oh, just a, a replay of SmackDown yeah. on FS1. Oh, replay SmackDown, okay. Now, it's not unusual for FS1 to air replays of SmackDown, but they're run at all sorts of random times. There's no consistency to when the replays are on for, of SmackDown on FS1. And there hadn't really been a history of, of a SmackDown replay happening uh, at 8 o'clock Saturday night. It just so happened, coincidentally. Um, reflecting on that. I, I sort of just chalked it up to, let's not get, get into conspiracy theory thinking here, but now I'm not so sure whether that was just pure coincidence. But anyway, um, so yes, WWE not a wrestling company, uh, but yet we learned this from Fightful this week uh, on Friday. Yep, so uh, uh, this Friday, uh, Fightful reported that MLW was on the verge of finalizing a distributed deal with Fox-owned streaming service Tubi. In August. Now, WWE was reportedly unhappy about the deal, and the agreement wasn't finalized. So, in essence, WWE blocking uh, a distribution deal for MLW to be on 2B TV. Um, I find this very interesting for many of angles, which I know you'll go into, Brandon. Uh, you know, kind of talked about, you know, how all this streaming stuff for WWE is on Peacock and not a Fox-owned streaming service. And for WWE to kind of go, hey, you can't do this, it's... I don't know how happy Fox... Like, they probably obliged, but I don't know how happy... They were to oblige. Yeah, I don't know. It's, this is probably a small content deal for them if, if they were looking at, you know, dealing with MLW. Um, I wonder, um, if, if MLW would have any legal recourse here. If there's any, any legal action they could take. If, if they could argue that W interfered with them unduly and damaged them, they probably would have received, they would have received something of value. Uh, by being on Tubi, if, if not a rights payment or an ad revenue, probably an ad revenue share, but, uh, it's just, they would have received something and maybe, I don't know, I don't know if you want to go head to head with, um, Jerry McDivitt 
NW's legal resources. But, um, yeah, if, if there's any, if there's any lawyers or legal experts listening, I would, I would love to hear your thoughts on whether, what little we know about this situation, uh, would it seem that, that MLW would have some sort of, uh, legal argument here? Um, have you ever watched anything on Tubi, Chris Gullo? Uh, yes. You have. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. Um, it's the only place where you can find a free version of Santa with muscles. I feel like we've talked about this before. Uh, probably, yes. But Santa with muscles, East, at least as of Christmas time last year, was on 2BTV. Um, and they have, I mean, now who's I'm the, not who's sure. the star when... of Santa with muscles? <laughs> Starring Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Um, okay. uh, but uh, I'm not sure when Fox officially like acquired them. Because they've been around a little bit, and I'm not sure if they're always owned by Fox. But it, a lot of B-movies, a lot of, you know, t- television programs that weren't, like, highly re- recourse. Like, n- not a, uh, like, blow, like a must-see streaming service. Like, I don't think there's any originals. I mean, it could be now. But as of, like, when I was really surfing on it last year, it was nothing of great value, in my opinion. Just my w- opinion. Wikipedia but. tells us that uh, Fox acquired it in 2020. Okay. But yeah, um, so there's that. W again, not a wrestling company, not in the wrestling business, but ex- uh, according to the FIFA report, expressed some discomfort or unhappiness with with the notion that their business partner Fox was going to do business with a relatively much smaller wrestling company in MLW. So Fox, who knows what the details are and what look? I'm sure it's a complicated story, but Fox ended up not making a deal that seemed to be on the verge of being finalized. Um, so there's that. Um, more thoughts on on other wrestling competitors here. Uh, just just to make sure WWE has we we get their thoughts and their say. This is a clip that we may have played before. In fact, I don't know if we ever did because this interview came out on the the morning that we were recording once week, so we kind of missed the news cycle. But this is just before SummerSlam. Uh, this, this interview was published August twenty second. Uh, this is. A segment uh, from the interview with Ariel Hawani for BT Sport with Nick Khan. Let's, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, the theory that you're letting go of talent to build competition, like, they're all going in one place. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. They're going to one spot. And so it's one thing for the competition to kind of come up, and now you're going head-to-head. But it's another when the majority of the guys who are the faces of the competition were guys who are under contract with you. Is that not a weird thing to see develop in front of your eyes? So just one clarification on the sleep is our competition. What I had said on the earnings call is, hey, someone had said that, and yeah. we were all talking about it. Ultimately, it was Reed Hastings, the co-CEO of Netflix, who said it. So I want to make sure he gets credit, credit. for the great line. Um, everything we look at, so I'll ask you a question back, and then, of course, I'll answer your question. You and I have known each other now for how long? Uh, since 2015. I've known of your work for far longer than that. Maybe you knew a little bit of my work. Have you ever seen me talk about or think about any competitor mm-hmm. of mine? That's, that's the honest truth. Never. It's not what I do. It's not what we do at WWE. What I do and what we do, we look ahead. Where are we going? It's almost like, and this was from um, Jimmy Iovine mm-hmm. in the Dr. Dre Iovine HBO doc a couple years ago. He said at the end, he's like, you got to look at these things like a horse in a race, they put a blinder. They put blinders on the horse. Why do they do that? So you're not looking back to see what the other horse is doing. 
the horse does that. They're going to trip and break their leg. I believe in my career, I've always operated that way. I know WWE has always operated that way. We look ahead. So our decisions are based on what's best for us and whatever anyone else does with that, good for them. And there you have it. Uh, Nick Khan saying that they're only focused on themselves. This is a line that we've heard Paul Vex say as well. Like a horse of blinders focused straight ahead. They're not looking this way, that way. They're, 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 they got blinders on and they're looking straight at their competition. I mean, they're looking straight at the finish line. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, you know, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network except um, for sleep i think they're looking at sleep i think i think that's really uh hurt them in the demographics for raw those two mondays I think people are just very tired, and sleep got one up on them. In, in fairness to them, you could say that. Well, why does why is the third hour of Raw often the, the least uh, viewed of, of the three hours? Because people are going to sleep. There's 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 something to that. Um, but Nick Khan saying he doesn't even think about competition. You know, sort of inquiring with Ariel Hawani. He doesn't even think about it. Um, there's clearly something else happening here. Um, what else could be? Uh, 
bothering WWE about AEW this week? Well, tell us, tell us what's happening with UBS Arena. Yeah, so uh, at the UBS Arena in Elmont, New York, uh, tickets distributed to our good friends at uh, Russell Ticks. Uh, right now, AEW has 7,481 tickets distributed for their December 8th Dynamite, where Raw only has 2,716 tickets distributed for their November 29th Raw. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, more than more than doubling what, what Raw has done. Maybe Raw will come in and, and uh, get a lot of uh, ticket sales in, in the end. I suspect they will. Uh, maybe this margin will get closed a bit, but it, it's, it certainly looks like at this point that uh, AEW Dynamite is going to outsell Raw, which is, this is a pretty like-to-like comparison here. Uh, this is not a case of um, WWE uh, running a house show against a TV taping or running a TV taping uh, against a pay-per-view. This is a Raw and a Dynamite. This is, you know, the one of the main weekly programs for WWE against the A weekly program for Dynamite. So same, same market. Not only that, same venue. Not only that, same season within, you know, less than two weeks of each other. So, uh, at least in, on this occasion, uh, it's, it's quite different. Um, absolutely. Yes. WWE is by virtue of running more shows, by virtue of perhaps having higher ticket prices is generating far more revenue. Uh, on live events than AEW does. Um, so let's, let's keep that in mind. And NWE has certainly outdrawn, uh, AEW in other markets, including Houston comes to mind as, as one. Um, well, we saw what happened in, in, in New York City. W running Madison Square Garden for a SmackDown, not, uh, far from the time when AEW ran Arthur Ashe Stadium. And Arthur Ashe Stadium was a, was a higher attendance. Madison Square Garden was probably a, a significantly higher gate. Just because the the ticket prices and they were able to sell higher ticket prices, um, so there's that. But uh, this may be you know uh, prompting some questions uh, with some business partners, maybe some investors about what's what's happening with this AEW and why is this competitor uh, coming up here and uh, building a fan base and, and having some success. So there's that. And I think what added fuel to the fire was an uh, article we got from Variety.com uh, this past week with the headline, Vince McMahon is finally getting what he hasn't seen in 20 years, competition. Yes, this, this is from our, our friend Gavin Bridge at Variety. Um, oh, you disappeared for a moment, but you're back. All, yeah, um, you disappeared too. I was <laughs> Okay. But yeah, this, uh, maybe Evan's throwing a fit in his office when this, this article came out earlier this week. <laughs> uh, just, just reviewing, um, so, some data that we're aware of, including the, the TV ratings. Uh, this, this is a, a, a different metric. The number of U.S. households that are watching Ron and Dynamite, uh, just showing that from, from early August to early October, that the gap is narrowing between Raw and Dynamite. Um, and then this, uh, this is, this is basically, this is, the P1849 demo rating, which is here described, referred to as the cable TV rating per wrestling shows, uh, did in the P1849 TV audience share, which is just another way to say P1849 rating. Um, if, if the, uh, Y axis is any indication here, um, showing trends that, uh, listeners may be familiar with, with, uh, dynamite edging out raw just barely on two occasions, early September. And, uh, the, the margin being pretty close in other weeks, but, uh, in the most recent week, raw well ahead. 
um, and, and, and rampage well ahead of, of NXT. Um, and then we've got some, some information from a firm called diesel labs. Uh, not sure how big the sample is here, or maybe this is just an analysis of all social media activity that's out there, but showing that W fans are talking more about AEW and AEW fans are talking less about WWE that, um, that affirms the intuition that I have about the trajectory of these two companies. WWE well ahead, but seeding more of the mind share and the activity and engagement to AEW. Um, and then finally, the, this is with a pretty small sample with an N of 139, but this is a, a survey from the Maru group for the variety VIP platform, uh, surveying the, this, this sample of fans on who does what better, AEW or WWE. Uh, WWE does better storytelling. AEW has better matches on TV. WWE has slightly better matches on pay-per-view. WWE has better, uh, most entertaining characters. AEW has slightly better audience reactions in the arena. Maybe that's, uh, partly due to, uh, WWE's crowd sweetening. But anyway, and, uh, W is, is far more suitable for kids. That sounds right. And overall, the most exciting AEW just ahead of WB. All so, right. So variety, probably one of these publications. I mean, you can, you can write bad things about WB all day on the, uh, on the dirt sheets, but variety is one of these, uh, publications that WB actually cares about. And, uh, you know, they love their mainstream media and, uh, but, uh, you know, Gavin Bridge has been writing some, uh, some analysis that has not looked on WWE so favorably in the last couple of years. Adding fuel to the fire that there is a war going on. So for those uh, people who believe it is a war. Um, all right. So yeah, we're moving on to, uh, the Gullo report. Uh, what are all the ratings? We, uh, we already got into the, uh, SmackDown rating. Um, just the final rating from October 1st was, 2.25 in the P2 plus with a 0.62 in the 18 to 49. So, um, pr- pretty good rating for them right there, especially in the 18 to 49, uh, from last week on October 1st. Uh, and we, we already discussed the rampage rating. Uh, but if you compare that to the week before, 622,000, uh, with a 0.25 in the 18 to 49. So that looks like a significant drop this week. All right. And now we'll get into Monday Night Raw. And, uh, 1.86 million in the P2 plus from the October 4th edition with 0.52 in the 18 to 49. Uh, that is up, uh, from September 27th edition with 1.71 million in the P2 plus and a 0.48 in the 18 to 49. Um, it's an interesting increase. Draft episode. Not sure if there was, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and stop me if you want to add anything here, Brandon. As yeah, we go keep through going. These. Uh, we, we, we can go through these pretty fast, I think. Uh, NXT, uh, Tuesday, October 5th, 632,000.13, uh, slightly down from the week before 660,000.14. So maybe this is where they live, uh, for yeah. at least a while. Uh, yeah. d- go ahead. The numbers for, for NXT are not encouraging. Uh, I think they were going against the baseball game. I think, I think we're going to have baseball playoffs just about every night for, the month here. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the median age, I believe we talked about this on Thursday on the Thursday, uh, live TV ratings talk, just the, uh, the median age was 62, which is the oldest I, I would guess that it's ever been. Um, and 
I know that, uh, you know, others have reported and I've heard it too, that this is supposed to be something that's going to attract younger viewers, this new vision of the more colorful, uh, NXT, but it seems to be doing the opposite. Uh, additionally, this notion that, uh, this NXT is turning off women. I don't know. The, the, the female viewership, the, the women 18 to 49 had been on the decline before this. Uh, if anything, it's stabilized since the, the 2.0 rebrand but uh the big change is is it's just the audience is getting older and i think there's just as i argued on thursday there's just less and less urgency to watch this because it's less and less significant or newsworthy and the people who who check in or out are the younger viewers the people who stay are p50 plus so it's not an not a case of um nxt attracting in an older fan but just increasingly not attracting the attention of younger fans all right, uh, moving on to Wednesday, October 6th for the AEW Dynamite. Uh, 1.05 million with 0.37 in the 18 to 49. That is down from the September 29th edition, which, uh, finished at 1.15 million with 0.45. Uh, so a little, a little bit of a drop here for AEW, but still over a million, which I think is, is, is pretty impressive that they can continue that trend. Um, roads to the top, which had the lead in from, uh, AEW Dynamite did 369,000. With 0.16 in 18 to 49, that is down a little bit from their debut episode, which did 422,000 in 0.17. Uh, impact from Thursday, October 7th, 111,000 with 0.02 in the 18 to 49, uh, and that is a little bit down from 115,000 in 0.03 on September 30th. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, the episode on Bruiser uh, Bedlam, also known as Johnny K9. That did 137,000 in the P2 plus with a 0.05 in the 18 to 49. And that is down, uh, from the FMW episode, uh, with 126,000 P2 plus, but, uh, better demo rating as, it, uh, 0.04 on the September 30th edition. Dark side so. has, has really weakened, uh, this season. This was the second lowest viewed, the second least viewed Dark Side of the Ring episode, uh, in both total viewership and in 18 to 49. Uh, I think last week was the least viewed in total viewership, and this is the second least viewed in the demo next to the, the, the first, very first episode of Dark Side of the Ring in, I think, 2019, which is the Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth episode. Well, the internet died. That was, um, what time was that? 9.30, 10 o'clock or something? It was like at 10.30 in the morning, yeah. Yes. My internet died. I realized that I probably have to figure out a way to hardwire the WrestleMic supercomputer in the future to prevent issues like this again. Which will mean running like a 50-foot Ethernet cable from the living room to, to, the, uh, to the office. Or excuse me. From from uh, one part of Russellonics headquarters to the other, but anyway, it is now. It's still Sunday, October tenth, twenty twenty one. My eyelids are half open. The Bills, the Bills are about to start to play a game, and Chris Gullo has agreed to join us to finish this podcast. I thought that the Bills are going to start at eight in like two minutes from now. Uh, eight twenty five. It's twenty five. Okay, so so we do have some time then. Good. I'm yes. glad we're not we're not violating your religion or anything here. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, what were we talking about? Do you remember? I well, let's. I mean, let's talk for a moment about 
we just read an ESW show. I just wrestled. That's why I'm I'm a shell of myself. Yeah, it was it was a really fun show. Uh, but I do want to wish uh, speedy recovery to TJ Crawford. He hurt his knee real bad. Oh, yeah, um, we yeah. had to stop the match. Yeah. So. Oh wow, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah so, who do you wrestle? Uh, Alec Price. Okay. How was the show? Otherwise. Show was very good. Main event delivered all uh, everything was supposed to. Uh, I think I have a favorite. T- uh, the main event was Garcia Richards, Daniel Garcia, Daniel Richards. Yes. Uh, I think I have a new favorite tag team in the main event. Uh, the Duke Davis and Gannon Jones Jr. Those guys really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah, it was a, a great show. You had a, a a good match with Spencer Slade, an up and comer. How was my match? I I just really liked it. Really, I think people realized like okay, the chain wrestling is is good. Because I think people were like, oh, chain wrestling. And they're like, oh, okay, it's chain wrestling, like, you know, in the amateur style. And I think it came off really good. People were captivated by my chain yes. wrestling, is what you're saying here. Is that my that's uh, that, takeaway? That's that's, exa- that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, it was it was, it was was a great show. Uh, crowd really hates Kevin Bennett. He's doing good at being a, doing, doing good at being a heel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there was uh, Ace Romero and Bill Collier was – a, you know, knockdown drag out fight. That was awesome. MSP against Divinity and Beyond was great as expected. Uh, Vince Valor and Mike Skyros did a Buffalo tables match, which is a plastic table yes. instead of a wooden one. <laughs> yes. Not a flaming table though. I was disappointed. Um, anyway, this is all on IW TV. You're not, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm doing video, but I've not put you in the video, but anyway, um, I managed to forget my jacket. And you recovered it for me. Yes. Thank you. I'm the worst. I, uh, you have also recovered my jacket for me in the past. It's not the first time this is, that this has happened. This jacket has lived in my, uh, little, uh, room here for a while. Yeah. It's going to live again until we see each other in person. Good thing you're recording locally because I do not, I'm not recording you right now. Uh, that is good. <laughs> uh, this, is why, um, this is why we have a big production checklist. Uh, so yeah, so. I think last we left off, we were kind of wrapping up the uh, the Gullah report. I know we were talking about MLW Fightland as far as you were comparing it in regards to impact with the uh, 18 to 49. Yes. Uh, One thing I want uh, to point out. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I want to point out uh, is that the, the number of homes that each of these networks that are carrying these programs are in. Okay. So this this corrects what I've been, I think, tweeting and, and writing in the Patreon reports. Um, TNT. Okay. This is, this is not something I've said that is wrong. What about, basically what I've said is that Vice is in, I think I've said, I've said 60 to 70 million homes. Vice as of August is in 55 million homes. Okay. Uh, access. What I've been saying about access is accurate. Access is in about half of the cable homes, about, uh, 40 million. I've been saying they're in 39 million homes. Um, for reference related to our conversation about SmackDown versus Rampage, FS1 is in 73 million homes. Compare that to TNT, 78 million, USA Network, 77 million, which is about as high as the coverage gets for cable TV these days. So in other words, when we talk about what happened on Thursday night on wrestling on television, access is, is at a disadvantage. They're in fewer, they're in about half of the cable homes, right? 
uh, USA Network and TNT are almost 80, right? Uh, access in about half of the cable homes. So that certainly affects their viewership to some degree. Vice's got more coverage. Um, and, and we see Dark Side of the Ring do better than Impact. Um, I think every time out here so far. Yeah. So anyway, where, where, where are we on, on the Gullah Report right now? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're, we're finishing up with that MLW fight line before we, uh, it all got, uh, it all got crazy. Um, but, uh, I did mention, and I'm not sure if this made it. I mentioned the, uh, two other ratings that just aren't on the Gullah Report. Uh, that mm. King of the Ring countdown. Thank you. That was aired on Sundays. And the way, from my knowledge, is it was like if you had the one o'clock game on Fox, it aired after that. And if you had the four o'clock game on Fox, I think it aired before. Uh, so it, it aired in, uh, many markets and it was watched by 1.69 million viewers, uh, with a 18 to 49 at 0.43. So pretty impressive for a show that just kind of airs on after the football game. Cause they don't have double headers that week. Um, if you're a WWE bot on Twitter that, that, uh, likes to launch an army at mm-hmm. me when, whenever there's good news about AW dynamite numbers or bad news for that matter, that 1.6 million viewers. That's bigger than any Dynamite, any AEW show ever. I mean, that's good if they're going against football. I mean, they are. There's football on CBS, doubleheaders. So. Also had a lead-in from football in a lot yeah. of these cases, but whatever. Um, and then uh, he well, Most people, by the way, didn't even know. I didn't even know that that was... No was, idea. No idea special. was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No. And this I was adding... Like this po- was a... Po- I was at a football game, so I had no idea that that, yeah. that Fox was airing that afterwards. Yeah. So it's not uh, like this was someone's appointment TV. It's clearly no. leading. Um, yeah, but see, but then the narrative will be: Oh, imagine if they advertised to Brandon. Uh, <laughs> great, great, great point. Great. Point. Yeah. Um, Heels. It's their second last episode. Mm. Uh, they they were watched by seventy three thousand viewers with a uh, eight, eighteen to forty nine a point oh two. Um, I mentioned to you kind of off air about this. Uh, we have not gotten renewal news mm-hmm. as far as a second season yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the finale is tonight, which mm-hmm. I'll probably watch sometime midweek. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, they got the big steel cage match in the uh, steel, steel the, cage ladder match. I don't know. It's a ladder match, I think, in the state fair. Is that the big blow off for the season? Yeah. yeah. I, my favorite comment I saw on Twitter, and I really wish I could quote the person, and I'm sorry, but somebody wrote, "Wow." These promotions complaining about drawing houses and just getting by, and I see these—they have their own arenas and they're packed with like hundreds of people. Like, like, like what are they doing? That <laughs> their business is hurting. Um, heels. Well, the question that people ask me often, which is a good question, is how does this compare? Uh, how does the linear viewership anyway, which is all the data that we've got? We don't have any streaming data. None of that is really, I think, known beyond the internal. Streaming networks, but but anyway, in terms of the linear view, linear TV viewership, and I do have some some DVR viewership. I haven't had that updated for the most recent week or so, but at least when you look at the first run viewership uh, compared to other programs that Stars has aired, Sunday night seems to be their their slot for putting their their scripted programs, uh, their new one, their series, right. And it's not doing well relative to those. I did a Patreon post about this. I don't have it in front of me, but. Yeah, TV viewership obviously tends to decline over time, but I was even, this was just a year going back, not, not that far. So it doesn't look like the, at least the first run viewership is great for this. So maybe it won't be renewed. Our only comparison has not even aired yet. I don't even know if it, it has been produced yet. 
But uh, I don't know if you remember last year uh, around April uh, 2020. So it was a little bit after the pandemic started, but that HBO announced that uh, they were doing a scripted pro wrestling uh, TV series where The Rock was going to be involved. And uh, they were going to call it Trey CNT. And it was going to be about like a struggling uh, independent wrestler. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we've heard anything new since then, but that would probably be the best comparison once that happens. Other than that, and, and, and I mean, we glow, the thing with glow is it's Netflix, so it's a completely different realm. And I can't think of really any other scripted wrestling series in the last decade or so that we would have like actual good data on. I mean, there was that show Nikki in the early 2000s. What's that? Her, her. What's that? Nikki was a show, and I really wish I could remember her last name. She was like an actress, and her husband was a wrestler. So there's many like cameos from Kevin Nash and others and stuff. Isn't, isn't there but, an Adam Sandler movie called Nikki or something like that? Little Nikki, but little it's Nikki. completely one, one com- of the all-time bad movies, right? Co- co- completely different, uh, different thing. This was like a show, I think, on like the WB. Uh, yeah, it aired from 2000 to 2002. Wow. Uh, Nikki, yeah, starting starring Nikki Cox, yeah, she was a, uh, um, yeah, I think I think she was like a comedian and he was a wrestler or something like that. I don't remember what what was Nikki Cox originally known for? She was in. Do you remember the kind of the Mary with Children knockoff yes. where the guy would go to his basement and hang out with like the stuffed animal that was stuffed bunny that was aired by uh, that, that was voiced familiar. by uh, Bobcat Goldwave? Unhappily ever after. Yes, that's what I'm probably yes. thinking of. Wow. WrestleNomics, where we talk about Nikki Cox. I, I think you should do on the Patreon uh, <laughs> a review series where you go through and review wrestling-related scripted series. I'm totally for that. If our, if our subscribers would be interested in that, I would 100% do that. That's that's my role, man. Okay, well, well, write us and tell us if you would enjoy that content. Um, um, all right. Other than that... Uh, um, I know you were kind of, you uh, had some stuff in here about cable originals as far as, oh yeah you know, where all those programming rank. I think this might correct something on their that, networks. I, that I said on Twitter as well. Somebody was asking me during the live stream on Thursday how, um, how uh, AEW's ratings compare to other programs that are on TNT. So what I have here in front of us, which no one can see, but what I have here is... Um, the listing of within the last seven days that we have data for, which is Friday, October 1st to Thursday, October 7th. This is for all of the 150 daily cable originals that Showbiz Daily puts out there. So these are the programs that have appeared in that list. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. There's seven of them for TNT. These programs are the following in order of their P18 of 49 rating. So this is not, yeah, this is the most recent Dynamite. AEW Dynamite is number one. I know it's not NBA season. It's not even NHL season. But AEW is number one, Dynamite. Number two, AEW Rampage. Number three, hour one, or I'm sorry, half hour one of Roads to the Top. Number four is not the other half hour of Roads to the Top, but it's the NBA preseason exhibition game that happened on Tuesday night. There's a preseason NBA game. News to me. But then the second hour of Roads to the Top, an episode on Sunday of Animal Kingdom, which I think is one of their scripted series. Yeah, and then scripted drama. 
And then finally, this Animal Kingdom did a, did a point one one NBA game time live at nine forty four, which was after, which must have been after the NBA preseason game did a point one one. The preseason game itself did a point one four in the demo. So there's that. Uh, USA, real quick, just to run through. Somebody, I think, was actually asking me about USA, but no, I no, I, I think I posted USA because I don't want to just post something about AEW because Lord knows if I just sit, post something about AEW, people think it's a defense of AEW. But anyway, so here's USA Network. <clears throat> Number one, Raw. Number two, Chris Lee Knows Best on Thursday night. Number three, NXT. Uh, number four, Premier League. Southampton and someone else who's cut off in, in, in the in the, the, the table I'm looking at. Number one, two, three, four, five, Sunday, Joel Austin. Is that how you say his name? Yep, Joel Austin, yeah. That airs on USA Network, huh? Um In Touch Ministries after that, which was the, the program immediately before Joel Austin. Training PT with Dr. D. Jeremiah. There's a this look at this Sunday lineup. And then before that, a paid program. So they're just killing it on Sunday mornings. That is a whole block of programming. <laughs> From 7 a.m. to 8.30, and, and and so really to 9, because that's a 30-minute program. <laughs> that's Sunday morning block, man. What did it do? It did a, each one of those programs did a point oh three in the demo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same people. They started with the paid programming. They liked the Ron Propeel, uh, you know, uh, rotisserie chicken. He died, didn't he? Ron Popeil. Oh, he did. I'm sorry. I think he died very, still selling very stuff, recently. Uh, yeah. I th- so, uh, oh, we have Fox, too. It's not Fox. Yeah. Fox has got a lot of programs that do large viewership because broadcast network. But uh, this is primetime only, so this, this doesn't include the NFL windows. But um, this is from Spoiler TV and Showbuzz because I've been, I've been messing with Python. I told you this was going to be a 10-minute recording. I lied, apparently. This is going much longer. We'll be, we'll be done before the bills kick off. Um, I've been messing around with Python to, to unify these data sets. I know Showbuzz has broadcast data too, but it's a little harder for me to run through OCR. No one understands what I'm talking about. Anyway, number one on Fox for the week for those seven days, NFL football, uh, at nine. This was, um, we got this in two slots here because it, so the Thursday night football game was broadcast on the NFL network and on Fox. Um, after the, after the, the game, whatever the NFL game was, I don't know. Did a really big rating almost. Did, did more viewers actually than Monday Night Football did this week. After that, Masked Singer. After that, 911 with a .85 demo rating. Um, and then number four, number four, fourth in the demo for Fox in a, in a week that included NFL football. WWE Friday Night Smackdown. Not Th- this- Thursday Night Football was a big game too. Yeah, not not this most recent Friday because we don't know what the final is for that. Only the Fast Nationals is everything that we have finals for. So this was two Fridays ago. SmackDown to give you an. This is just an example. This is not. I'm not obviously. Not, it's not representative of the whole year or something like that. But it's just a taste. Followed by that is, is the Simpsons, The Resident, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, Alter Ego, The Simpsons, The Great North, Our Kind of People, Baseball Game. And the big leap. So there you have it. That's that's been to give you an idea of where do, where does wrestling fall in the grand scheme of of TV. Pretty 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 good, doing pretty well. Um, we have uh, November fourth. We have something to do. Yeah, it's uh, it's third quarter time. They're 
we'll have the conference call and then all the fun stuff that we get to do at WrestleNomics after where we break down the quotes and yes. stuff that's released. And, yes. and, uh, I'm sure they're going to be uh, talking about fresh off their large scale international event. Very true. That won't be, that will be, be a, in the court. Very good. Yeah. But as we saw at the last conference call, they did talk about a lot of stuff that was in Q3. They were happy about SummerSlam coming up and the, the live crowds and mm-hmm. there was a lot of Q3 yeah. foreshadowing. In there's, the there's definitely call. an outlook. Yeah. Um, but it's $50 million. There's, there's not really any question about what it's worth. Uh, but yes, November 4th, Thursday. Uh, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do because I've started in the last couple of months to do these live Thursday, um, TV ratings talks at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. That would be in the, if I did that, that would be in the middle of this conference call. So I'm going to have to like push it back later and do it all in one. And, uh, I'll probably be able to join you. Maybe they will we'll join me. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated on what's going to happen there. Um, I will do an estimate of, of what I think the, the financial results are going to be. Um, we should, we should note Mike Hickey of, uh, of, of Hammerlock of, of Mike Hickey is the analyst who was famous for some six, seven years ago. Uh, Vince McMahon promised him that if they didn't triple their TV rights fees at the time, that which were in, in the middle of being renegotiated, that Vince McMahon promised Mike Hickey over the phone on a public, on a public conference call that he, Mike Hickey could put him, Vince McMahon in a hammerlock. Mike Hickey, uh, has, uh, relayed to me in a LinkedIn comment on one occasion that he has not yet redeemed his promise of putting Vince McMahon in a hammerlock. In any event, uh, Mike Hickey had a, from Benchmark, he's with a, a financial firm called Benchmark. They put out a, a report on WB, um, upgrading their financial expectations. So they're on, they're on, they're on the high end of, um, you know, they're, they're, they're predicting financial results that are better than what the consensus is. Uh, the stock market reacted to that by, uh, the, the shares for WWE went up 1.7% uh, on Friday, closing $58.82, which is the highest that WWE shares have been since June, late June. Yeah. Uh, Chris Gullo, uh, not a WWE investor. Not that currently, no. Not currently. Do you have, any plans? Do you, do you have any plans to initiate any such positions? Not, not right now, but I guess I need to get into this Shiba Inu coin. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's like they took the dog that's part of Dogecoin and made their own coin, Shiba Inu coin. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, and it's getting high. It's like keeps going up. So that's that's all the real content I think I had to jam in here. Um, I did want to talk about the WrestleNomic supercomputer and what we have now. Additionally, in addition to that, we now have a WrestleNomic super laptop. We might have to uh, to fine tune the branding here. Rasonic Super Laptop is something that literally just sprung out of my head at that three seconds ago. Uh, but I now have an upgraded laptop. I now have a, a much more powerful, I didn't have any desktop computer before this. This is, this is where, um, your, uh, subscriber fees, your patron, patron fees are going into upgraded hardware, um, into a lot of things that we do to enhance our, our, our content, our enhance our reports and our analysis here, um, and things of that nature. I've got uh, incredible RAM. I've got perhaps a, a week 
Wi-Fi card. But in any event, uh, we will we'll figure it out. Um, yes. Disclosures. You're not a, a W stock investor. No. I am not. I have never been a W stock holder. I have no plans to initiate any such positions. Um, any other disclosures we need to make? I, 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 along with others, trained Daniel Garcia, who is now an AEW wrestler. Uh, Chris Harrington created this brand and podcast. He now works for AEW. Um, yeah. Anything else to just, do you, do you, own, do you own stock in any of the companies that we have discussed today? No, not currently. I am not. Um, I own Dogecoin right now. That's it. That's, that's, that's all you own is Dogecoin. <laughs> Yes, and and my wife and I own. Well, my wife owns Tesla stock. So Tesla. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I um, I owned I owned Tesla at one point, and then I sold it before it, it climbed and like quadrupled. So shame on me. Uh, I own Google, which is the parent company of YouTube. Well, it's actually Alphabet, but anyway, I own I own Google, um, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. Netflix, Roblox. I own Roblox. Uh, Airbnb, Spotify, Snapchat. Nice. So, uh, everything that's an app on a phone. Yeah. I, I don't think I own Disney at the moment. I just bought a, for me, a relatively small amount of shares in AMD. Do you know what AMD is? No. It is a, a microprocessor maker, uh, on the come up, really challenging Intel. Uh, we are the WrestleNomics supercomputer and the WrestleNomics super laptop operating with AMD microprocessors, and they are kick-ass. They are kick-ass microprocessors. Um, yes, yes. Disclosures, yeah, I mean, I don't work for any major company. Uh, I've worked with talent that now work for major companies throughout the various years, but yes, I'm an independent r- wrestling and MMA and kickboxing rig announcer. I am an independent wrestler, kind of a washed up one at this point. I think have uh, you are not giving yourself enough credit. <laughs> as, as, as the scuttlebutt traveled about what I what I discussed with our, our promoter today, uh, he told me like uh, privately, but you know, yeah, I'm I'm probably going to take a break from wrestling. I think at least until I'm more able to perform at a level that I will be satisfied at. Um, so yes, uh, that's all. I really want to thank Phil Chertok from the post wrestling family for advising me with all of his technology, uh, through, through our, uh, establishing these, these computers for me. I, I really needed an upgrade on the laptop too. And he gave me some advice on that also. Um, if Chris Gullen needs any upgrades, we'll talk about that offline. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks as always. I don't, I don't say that. I always forget to, to say this, that thanks to Jason Ompresser for uh, writing our articles on WrestleNomics.com. Yeah, he's great. Um, and uh, this is the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network is our, is our distribution partner. As I sat uh, in the uh, in the upper deck and watched Daniel Garcia versus Davey Richards, uh, I was in the WrestleNomics, not the WrestleNomics, and I was in the Voices of Wrestling Slack. Joel Lanza was tuning in via uh, IWTV. Joel Lanza, if you don't know, somehow you're listening to this podcast and you don't know he's the, he's the co-host of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. He asked, he's watching, he's, he asked me, is that Golo? And I said, yes, I confirmed that to him. Uh, but anyway. How, what, how, what do you think? Because he was very did. MMA. He, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. he, we, he just wanted to know whether that was you. 
<laughs> he did not elaborate. Uh, but yes. Uh, and that's all. Uh, plugs. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Gello at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the rest of October is pretty quiet. You know, got my four year, year wedding anniversary coming up. Going to do something with the wife. Keep it pretty chill. Uh, but there will be a new episode of Rediscover the Indies later this month. It will be part three and most likely the final part of the NWA title and all the business of the NWA from 2007 to 2017. So basically, TNA ends the partnership until the purchase of Billy Corgan. And uh, we've already had two parts. have been great. Uh, look for uh, us to be very active on social media the week of the XPW Dark Side episode as we'll be uh, sharing a lot of our previous episodes on that. Excellent. Their street team was at ESW today and did not say hi to me. <laughs> Who's street team? The XPW street uh, XP, team? Yeah, they were wearing the XPW shirts, and I know they're the street team because they were handing out flyers in Rochester when I attended AEW. Do they have a show coming up that they were promoting? Yes! You did not know this? You're not aware of this? No. XPW is back November 7th in Rochester at the okay. Armory. You might have told me about this, but I just... Yes. Yes. Okay. Um... There's been a lot of cancellations due to Rob Black's previous behavior uh, that people have dug up on Twitter. So, Oh, wrestler cancellations. Yes. I see. Yeah, that's not surprising. Um, oh, thanks to you, by the way, to Lavi Morgulin, Margolin, uh, oh, yeah. for helping me, helping me with... Uh, he gave me a lot of help with the MLW coverage this week. Um, <clears throat> so you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we streamed part of this live today. Uh, experimental. The, the, the live stream, video live stream of this podcast is probably something I'm going to make a part of Patreon at some point. But at this point, these are just experiments. What's not an experiment and what you can tune into for free, definitely, uh, is, is the live TV ratings talk. Every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, I talk and look at charts with you at, at the latest uh, wrestling TV ratings that perhaps... Well, the most interesting time for wrestling TV ratings, at least since 2001. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Um, you can sign up for Patreon and get access to my uh, written reports on TV ratings that come out almost every weekday, often every weekday, depending on what's out there. Uh, you also get access to the WrestleNomics viewership spreadsheet. This is the way to get the most in-depth analysis of wrestling TV ratings that there is out there. And WrestleNomics and wrestling business matter because we have no real scoreboard. We are the scoreboard. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to. And yeah, I'm going to show off the reply sometimes at Brandon Thurston <laughs> at WrestleNomics. Uh, I'm Brandon Thurston. I'm Chris Gullo. And we'll, we're going to watch the Bills game now. Bye. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.